Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive, a show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Mr. Robot. titled 407 Proxy Authentication Required. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my freaking god. This episode. I've been waiting for this one for a while. It is not hyperbole. By any stretch of the imagination, to say that this is one of the greatest hours of television ever created in the entire history of the medium. This episode is a masterpiece. It is nothing short of perfection. Every single second is electric. Everything from the dialogue to Sam Asmail's direction to the tour de force that is the four-man team-up of Rami Malek, Elliot Villar, Christian Slater, Gloria Rubin, and those other two assholes who no one cares about, (laughs) who back Vera, Uh, like, everything, 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 everything about this episode, it is magnificent. Even, like, to the quote-unquote gimmick of this episode. Uh, I've talked about this before, but late Mr. Robot, they did a lot of experimentation. Uh, we've talked about the one-shot episode in season three. Uh, we talked about uh, the no dialogue episode. And this is like the third rung in that three-rung ladder. Like, this is the third part of that tripod of experimental as hell episodes. Like, this episode is crafted as a stage play in five acts. Which is ingenious! Which is so, so freaking incredible. Hell, I could see this episode getting adapted for, like, Broadway. Like, genuinely. You might have to add in a few extra lines of dialogue to give people context, like, so the story can be told standalone, but... It's... It would be an amazing, like, it would actually be the one, 
the one Broadway show I would actually want to see. Like, I would actually want my brother to drag me down to Broadway for that. Like, it's so, so wonderfully handled and so brilliantly crafted in that way. And it's just, God, this episode's perfection. It's so, so good. Fair warning, a lot of this is going to be rambling about how good this episode is. So, we'll go act by act on this, breaking this whole thing down. So, act one is the initial confrontation between Elliot and Vera. Reintroduction. They haven't seen each other in months at this point. All the way back since the events of season one. Since before 5-9. Remember that? Remember when there was a time before 5-9? Oh. What innocent, what innocent people we were. <laughs> before 5-9 was a thing. And our biggest problem was some random gangster. Like, this is the big reunion, the big confrontation between the two of them. This is the first time Elliot's seen Vera since Vera killed Shayla. So there is a lot of energy going into this. There is a lot of animosity. There's a lot of supercharged emotions. And everything about it comes off. Uh, especially given the fact that Vera is doing the same thing again. Uh, taking a woman that Elliot cares about, Krista, in this case. And Elliot's like, where's Krista? Where's Krista? And Vera's like, hey, shut up. This is about you and me. And Elliot just, like, does a really clever thing of just like, uh, we'll let him do what he does best. Talk. And so Vera just talks and talks and talks. Talks about what he's been doing uh, the last few months since the last time we saw him. Uh, He basically, over the course of a few months, completely took over the Dominican Republic. The entire island. Like, the DR, Haiti, like that entire landmass he now owns. Like, took out every rival gang, uh, corrupted every politician, every cop. Like, he basically owns his own island now. And then immediately after he did that, he got bored. (laughs) He just immediately got bored. Uh, He saw a shaman who showed him that he needs to go home to New York. Find the person who closed that path, for he is meant to be your partner, blah, 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 blah. Uh, All in the midst of him shitting and puking all over himself. Which is a very Vera thing to admit. It's a very Vera move to admit that to Elliot, that he, like, shit himself and puked himself. Over and over and over, back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. But he is now here to bring Elliot back in the fold, make Elliot his partner. And so Vera basically is basically ready for is basically ready for Elliot to be his lackey, essentially. Or be his partner, rather. And Elliot's like, okay, well, I have to see Krista first. 
And Vera's like, okay. But then I need an introduction. Going to act two, where we get said introduction, where Vera demands to meet Mr. Robot. He threatens Krista, points a gun to her head, and demands to see Mr. Robot. I'll kill her if Mr. Robot doesn't come out. And then Mr. Robot does, in fact, come out. And we get the confrontation between Mr. Robot and Vera. The first meeting between the two. And Mr. Robot goes in, like, thinking he's such hot shit as he always does. Vera... Mr. Robot demands that Vera lay out his entire plan, because he's like, Hey, you know... If you read my files, you know about 5-9. So you know what I did. You know my credentials. So this is more an interview of you than it is of me. So tell me what you want to do. And Vera gives this whole spiel about how he wants to own all of New York. He wants everyone to be peddling his product He wants his product on every corner, on every billboard, in every business, blah, 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 blah. And then Mr. Robot's just like, so you want to get into real estate? And it's basically just belittling him like, yeah, well, uh, if you want to do this, well, this will be a bunch of debt that uh, corporate overlords will own. Uh, If you want to do this, corporate overlords... You're at their mercy again. You want to do this? Corporate overlords, corporate overlords, corporate overlords, corporate overlords. Basically antagonizing Vera with like, hey, you're nothing. I mean, there's this Deus group shit out there. Just saying. Vera is having none of this. In fact, actually, Vera sort of sees Mr. Robot as a mild annoyance. In fact, he actually tells Elliot he's more afraid of him than he is of Mr. Robot. Which is very interesting. And really does show how much that dynamic has shifted, quite honestly. And Mr. Robot pitches Vera the heist he's doing on the Deus Group. Saying, hey... I can let you in on this. I can give you more money than you know what to do with. If you let me continue it. And Elliot's like... This is when Elliot takes back over and is like, I'll show you. I have, like, all the data on my laptop. I can just show you uh, what we're going to end up doing. And so this leads into Act 3. Where... Elliot, after showing Vera the many, 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 many figures of his heist. Stadium money, as Vera's lackeys call it. And Elliot takes this opportunity for Vera just being in awe of this whole thing to pull a gun on him. And Vera's like, you don't have it in you. But Elliot then pulls the trigger. On all three of them. And all three... Click. 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 Nothing. 
Vera took the bullets out of the gun. Immediately. And he and his lackeys are just laughing, like, Oh, you really think I didn't have them search your bag the second I picked you up? What an idiot. This leads to a massive standoff. Where Vera reloads the gun. Points it at Krista again. Elliot's like, no, like, she's all you have over me. Like, if she dies, I do nothing. And Vera's like, well, that doesn't mean much since you already made it clear. I can't trust you. And Vera's like, give me one reason. Give me one reason why I shouldn't pull this trigger now. Give me one reason why I shouldn't kill her. And Elliot, after giving a couple of softball answers that Vera immediately shoots down, is like, because I need her. And at this moment, Vera's like, wait a minute. I've been going about this all wrong. I've been asking you all these questions, trying to find the way to break you. But I shouldn't have been the one asking them. She's your shaman. And this leads us into the Titanic Act 4, which, Act 4, man, this is when this episode goes from great to excellent to masterpiece to god damn transcendent. Now, already up until this point, this episode's been really, really fantastic. Uh, with its exquisite dialogue, with its brilliant star power performances, uh, with its constant dripping tension in this locked room with a crazy Dominican crackhead, <laughs> as Mr. Robot puts it in not so many words, uh, and <laughs> like who has a gun on everyone and could go nuts and off the deep end at every any time. Like, already this has been a masterclass in everything that Mr. Robot is great at times a thousand. But then act frickin' four, man. The therapy session. Words cannot describe how brilliant this moment is and how much of a game changer it is for all of Mr. Robot. So Vera sits Krista and Elliot down. And forces them at gunpoint to basically have a therapy session. And Chris was like, I can't do this. This is not how therapy works. This is not what happens. Like, I need to be in a controlled environment alone with my patient. Like, this is how it works. And Vera's like, no, you don't get that. The best I'm going to do is send my lackeys away. But I'm going to be here for all of this. You are going to do it. You're going to like it. And Elliot's like, okay, okay, Krista, it's fine. It's fine. Just ask me questions. My mom died recently. How is, uh... Ask me about that. And they talk about Elliot's mom passing and how he feels about that for a bit. And then Vera's like, no, boring. This is all stuff I know. Like, this is, like, just softball stuff like I want the real meat I want the real trauma and then Vera commits the cardinal sin of therapy which is to swipe Krista's notes and start reading them to Elliot and specifically mentions 
the window event. And Chris is very clearly like, no, 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 no. Mr. Robot is like, no, 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 no. And then Elliot's like, why do neither of you want me to hear this? What are you hiding from me? And Elliot's like, keep reading. Keep reading. Vera makes Krista fill in the blanks in Elliot's brain regarding the window event. All the while, Mr. Robot urging her not to. And this whole scene is incredible. She asks about the recollection of events on pushing out of the window. No, I wasn't pushed. I jumped. Uh, Darlene told me. I remembered it wrong. Okay, what happened? Uh, We went into my room to get a camera because we were building a snowman. Uh, I told Darlene to hide in the closet. Uh, My dad came in. I was throwing a bat around and I jumped out the window. Why? And it's like, I, I don't remember, I don't remember, I don't remember. Is this similar to how you've lost time in, the, in previous events? Only when Mr. Robot was there, but uh, he hasn't been there since, uh, he hasn't been there when I was a kid. He only came more recently. You sure about that? And we get this great confrontation between Elliot and Mr. Robot where he's just like, how long have you been here? How long have you been here? And Mr. Robot's like, I've been here as long as I've been needed. To protect Elliot. To protect you. That is my purpose. As Vera coaxed out of me earlier in this episode. Do you believe Mr. Robot when he says he protects you? Yes. So what was he protecting you from? Were you scared? Why were you scared? And oh my god, Rami Malek. If he doesn't get a goddamn Emmy for this performance, then the... The world has done a great wrong because, oh my god, his work in this scene as he slowly realizes the truth about what actually happened in that moment, what led up to that moment. The truth about his father, who up until now he has conditioned himself to believe, has been and always always was his friend. He was my friend. He was my friend. He was my friend. He was my only friend. He was the only person in my life. Like, my mother was the abusive one, but he was great. He was awesome. Uh, Something he had to believe because he was the whole reason he started fighting E Corp in the first place. He was essentially the the genesis for 5-9. Were you scared of your father? Yes. 
Why did he make you do something you didn't want to do? Vera's looking on the entire time as he's also starting to realize the true nature of this thing. And Elliot Villar's performance in this moment is also fantastic. And then, the big question. Did your father sexually molest you? Yes. That's why he hid Darlene in the closet. That's why he took the bat and started just throwing it around. Rather, why Mr. Robot did that. That's why he jumped out the window. He was scared. He put Darlene in the closet to protect her. Took the bat to defend himself. And escaped the only way he knew how. And this is one of those moments, one of those incredible, incredible moments. The reason I love Mr. Robot so much, where suddenly so much clicks into place. Suddenly so much makes all the sense in the world. Suddenly there are so many events, so many moments Involving this window, involving Elliot's father, involving all of it. There is so much that takes on an entirely new meaning. And on second viewing, oh, no shit, that's obvious. Of course it's that. Of course this is what was happening. On your first viewing, you're meant to think of it as this because you don't know to look for the other signs. But on your second viewing, you know it's there, and it could not be more obvious. This is why I think Mr. Robot is best experienced when you view it twice, because everything just gets enhanced so, so perfectly. But, like, there are so many flashbacks that take on a new meaning. Uh, There are so many memories of Elliot's father that take on a whole new meaning and in addition to that it is just utterly heartbreaking for Elliot to find out or rather rediscover the fact that his father the man he looked up to the man that he idolized for so long was actually the person who hurt him the most and hurt him on the deepest of levels. It is the most heartbreaking sentiment. It is the most heartbreaking moment. It is the most devastating realization. And suddenly, Mr. Robot's appearance as Elliot's father takes on a whole new meaning as well because up until this point, we thought Mr. Robot was in the form of his father because... It was someone he looked up to because it was someone who he felt safe around because it was someone who he needed in a world that made no sense, in a world that was out to get him at every possible opportunity, in a world that was completely devoid of morality devoid of 
merit devoid of any fairness. Here was his father who he needed to to guide him and to be with him and to put him on the proper path. This is why we thought Mr. Robot took that appearance. But instead, it was because this is the father he should have had. It wasn't the father he wanted to reclaim. It was the father he wanted in the first place. The father he needed in the first place. The father who his real father wasn't. That's why Mr. Robot takes the form of Elliot's father. It's not nostalgia. It's wish fulfillment. It's not memory, it's fantasy. And suddenly that makes so much more sense. Suddenly that puzzle piece just all fits, and all of this leads into the magnificently poetic Act 5. Where Vera now has to pick up the pieces of Elliot's shattered soul. Because Mr. Robot just effed off. Like, he was like, I can't protect you anymore. And left. And Vera is... Comforting him. Is guiding him through this terrible moment emotionally. Is making sure he understands... He's not alone. This isn't the end of him. You can get through this. And you can be... More powerful than you've ever been. Among other things. Vera even goes so far as to tell a story from his own childhood. Where. His mother. Passed him around. To her friends. And her friends. Fill in the blanks. And for what it's worth. I think this is all genuine. I I honestly believe that everything Vera does from this moment on is genuine. It is not out of control. It is not part of his mind games. It's not even part of recruitment. It is genuine, human to human. I understand what you're going through. This is horrifying, the worst thing that could happen. Your father took something from you, but I understand you are not alone and you can get through this. I honestly believe that Vera's mind games ended the second he found out that Elliot's father sexually abused him. Obviously, he knew what the trauma in his past was. But I don't think he had any inkling as to the nature of it. He knew he had a trauma, but he didn't know what. And I think once he figured out the what, he realized, I've gone too far. Or not necessarily that I've gone too far, but this is more profound than I thought. And these mind games... 
are are cruel. I think he realized in this moment the true depth of what he was doing and then sought to rectify it. Now you could, I guess you could interpret this as just a master manipulator manipulating, but I don't think so. I think... I think the truth of Vera's intentions lies entirely in Elliot Villar's performance. And Elliot Villar is not playing this as a manipulator. Elliot Villar is playing this as genuine concern, genuine empathy, genuine, I want to help you. So I truly believe in these last moments, Vera gained some empathy. And ditched his own mind games. And started to try and be a genuine crutch. Try, started to try and be a genuine friend. I honestly believe that that is the case. Which makes what happens next doubly ironic. As Vera is coming into the light. As Vera is guiding Elliot through his trauma. As Vera is telling Elliot you're not alone. And being a genuine friend. That is the moment. That. Krista comes. And literally stabs. Vera in the back. Killing him. With his brother's knife. Which Vera himself said. Earlier in this episode. Was probably the knife he used. To kill Shayla. We have come. Full circle. Elliot and Vera's feud. Elliot and Vera's cat and mouse game. It started with Shayla. It reached a fever pitch with her death. And it ended with the knife used to kill her. That's the end of the episode. Bravo. Bra frickin' vo. My, my God. This entire episode, it's a masterpiece. It's an absolute masterpiece in and of itself. This episode alone should earn this final season of Mr. Robot like 50 Emmy nominations when Emmy season comes around. Because we're still like, we haven't reached the Emmy ceremony where this final season could be honored. Like, remember, this show ended, like, just this past December. This is probably the newest show I've ever done on this, uh, <laughs> on this podcast. This is probably the quickest turnaround I've ever had here. So, we're still in the season for the next Emmys when this comes out. Or when this episode came out, rather. And... Like, Jesus Christ, this should get, this should get so much Emmy love. If it doesn't, then we're doing it wrong. Oh my God. This freaking episode, it is, it's on another level. It is on another goddamn level, and I love literally everything about it. It is so, 
so freaking perfect, and I will just leave it at that. If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows, and you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast or app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just to push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support their show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 8. Talk to you then.